Whether you have a skin interest, a skin query, a skin trauma, or skin disease, I warmly welcome you to Heal Thy Skin, a podcast brought to you by Derm Health Co. I'm Marnie, dermal clinician, dermoscopist, and your podcast host. Skin is deeper than beauty, and our mission is to build the largest platform of specialized practitioners focused on skin health and skin empowerment. Join me each week where we go deep into the skin and beyond to hear stories and education from leading practitioners on a journey of skin health. Hello, good day. How are you? We have an announcement. We are introducing something a little fun into our podcasts each month, a monthly swag bag giveaway. Yep, that's right. Each month, which will be the last episode of each month, we are going to be giving one lucky listener a monster swag bag of goodies that will include products from our sponsors and some Derm Health Co merch. How do you enter? Simply send us a letter outlining what you loved or learnt from the Derm Health Co platform and share a little about your skin empowerment journey. It may even just look like what skin empowerment means to you. We'll choose one lucky winner each month and share your story on the podcast. Simply email info at dermhealth.co. Can't wait to hear from you. And just as a little side note, this is only open to Australian residents. For many people that have acne, it affects more than their appearance. Acne can have a profound social and psychological effects. These are not necessarily related to the clinical severity of the acne either. Even mild acne can be significantly disabling. And acne can affect people of all ages. It predominantly occurs during the teenage years and about 85% of people between the ages of 12 to 25 develop acne. I know when I was in my teens, I uh, experienced acne at a, about a stage two level, so not significant, but there were days where I didn't go to school because of my skin. It really impacted me and I experienced uh, acne going right into my mid-20s. Thankfully, I found what worked for me, um, but we just really want to highlight in this podcast episode that the psychological and social impacts can be a huge concern because acne does affect adolescents at a crucial period when they are developing their personalities, um, their place in the world, and peer acceptance is very important to the teenager. Unfortunately, there are strong links between physical appearance and attractiveness and peer status. So welcome to the Heal Thy Skin podcast. I'm Marnie, your host, and today I'm speaking with Emily Bolin of Georgia, USA. Yes, Emily is joining us all the way from the US of A. Emily developed acne at a young age and has been living with it for years until she found a medication that improved her skin. So today we are going to be sharing Emily's story and the way that I actually found Emily was on a Facebook group and she was sharing uh, some images of her story and just some words of hope. And this post that she had had so, so, so much support behind it and all these people just cheering her on and and kind of 
all these people from all sides of walks of life and different countries and places and time zones just standing in solidarity with her, which was beautiful. So I reached out to Emily, asked her if she'd like to be on the show, and a week later, here we are. So I started by asking Emily what she thought was the biggest misconception about acne. Definitely being that you don't have to moisturize, that moisturization and sunscreen are not crucial, and that you need seven different products to treat your acne when those are very, very common misconceptions. Sunscreen is so very important, even if you work inside or outside, or even if you're just walking back and forth from the office to your car, it is so very important and crucial. And you don't need seven different products to treat your acne. Actually, less is more when treating acne as far as products go. Yes. Massive misconceptions there. Moisturization, sunscreen, cabinet full of products. We're going to get through some of those today, especially when we're speaking about your story. So tell us about your kind of first journey with acne. Was acne something that you experienced as a teenager or young adult? I experienced it when I was 13, actually. That was my first bout with acne, and a dermatologist put me on something called Epiduo. It actually left a lot of scarring because I had such massive breakouts on it, which is not normal, and that's where a lot of my scarring came from. Okay, and at what age was this kind of first acne breakout? When I was 13, so I was very, very young. Yeah, and did it take some time for the Epiduro to be prescribed to you? It was one of his first recommendations, but I don't think he should have recommended it at such a young age. I see. And was this type of medication that you initially took, is this what resolved your acne or once you came off that, did it reappear and it's been something that you've had to continually manage? It helped at first, but then it just came right back like everything else I tried. And what are some of the things that you tried during that time period of 13 to present day? All kinds of expensive topicals and antibiotics and sunscreens and creams, gels, everything. Everything under the sun. Yes. Uh, Granular exfoliants, AHA exfoliants, lotions, potions. Yes, it is something that many of the people with acne feel that they need to apply more to their face, they need to exfoliate their skin more. Did you find that your skin was also had a lot of sebum, a lot of oil production as well? Very much so, very oily. And therefore, you're wanting to wash that away, exfoliate that away, right? Yeah. Yes, but that's actually a common misconception is that your skin is overproducing oil, but it's overproducing because it's starving almost for moisturization. Mm. And when you were 13, so I also had acne at 13 and I know there were some days where I would not go to school and I would tell my parents that I was not feeling well because I thought it was too vain for me to tell them that I didn't want to go to school because of my skin. Did you find that you sometimes avoided these social activities or that the skin and your breakouts got you down to a point that you didn't want to perhaps be social with your friends or join in in some school activities? I always felt that I was different because my skin was not, you know, quote unquote, perfect, like magazines or, you know, like TV when, 
you know, you, you are always beautiful either way. And did you have other friends that were experiencing acne breakouts like you? Only one, but not as severe as me. And what about like the role of your parents? Were they go to doctor's appointments with you or, or try and find solutions with skincare? Or did you kind of go up and down the aisles yourself looking for the next product that might just solve, you know, your acne breakouts? My mom would always take me to the dermatologist, but a lot of products they prescribe are just so harsh and they always say, well, just use this one moisturizer and fixes everything. But that's not true. Mm. And as we know, with acne, there are so many facets to it. So it can be some diets, high GI diets have been known to increase acne breakouts because it will affect our hormones, as well as being a teenager and our hormones are, you know, at a high. Chronic stress has been known to also mm -hmm. inflame and exacerbate acne. So there's all these multifacets. And perhaps back then, people weren't looking at more such a holistic view where I feel like maybe now teenagers, when they might go see a doctor, dermatologist, uh, clinician, uh, dietitian or whatever it is, they, they might view it a little bit more holistically. And there certainly are a lot more products, topical products available today that aren't so stripping of the skin, that aren't so harsh, that are a little bit more uh, gentle and perhaps progressive as well. So tell me about that early childhood and then becoming more like later teens after you came off this initial bout of medication you were left with scarring. So did you still have active acne? Is that something that you dealt with going into your adulthood as well? Yes. Back in 2018 was when I originally had the, probably one of the worst breakouts of my life. And it was actually had a lot to do with my diet, believe it or not. And I had massive cysts on my face as well as scarring. And that's when the Accutane came into play. Mm, yes. So what did you find in your diet that you were doing that exacerbated your acne? I'm actually lactose intolerant and I did not know that. So mm. milk, cheese, yogurt, things like that. Okay. And is that something that you avoid now? I have to, yes. Yeah. And do you notice that if you perhaps fall off the wagon a little bit that you do notice that... <laughs> Maybe you feel not very well, but also do you notice a difference in your skin? I do. I notice that I have tiny little pimples around my mouth or like on my jawline. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yep, that's the milk. Yeah, interesting. And tell us about your journey with Roaccutane. Accutane was... Accutane actually saved my life. And it was the hardest yet best thing I ever did for myself. There are tons and tons of horror stories about Accutane, but it should always be taken with the heaviest meal of the day because fat increases absorption of Accutane. But I actually still have joint pain from Accutane. And on August 7th of last year, I didn't know that I had thyroid problems, but I was still on the Accutane. And my doctor still says to this day that the Accutane brought everything to light for me. Right. When did you first go on the Accutane? March of last year. And was it something that you had spoken to a doctor about before or considered before? No, actually. I just noticed that when I had the severe breakout that I mentioned, 
I just said that enough was enough and that I wanted to do something. So I brought it up one day and she came in and looked at my skin and said, well, Accutane is best for you. Yeah. And because some people experience really severe side effects from it, was it something that you were a bit hesitant to at first? I was just head over heels like, okay, I'm going to change my life. I'm going to have clear skin for once in my life. Yeah. And I'd really love to hear about what you actually noticed when taking Accutane. So maybe some of the side effects. I mean, of course, these aren't going to happen to everybody. Mm -hmm. It's important if anyone is listening and they're thinking about going on Accutane that they do speak to their medical professional. But this is really just a personal experience case that Emily had on her journey. So what did you first notice when you started taking it? So the very first day, I actually took my dose at night because it can make you very, very sleepy. But I took my dose at night and then the next morning I woke up and my lips were already dry. Dry lips and dry skin are probably the biggest side effects you'll hear about. Mm. And by dry lips and dry skin, I mean dry. And that's why they say drink tons and tons of water. Like I personally drank two gallons of water each day on Accutane. And what was the skincare regime that you were using while on Accutane? So I used rosehip seed oil, which has vitamin A in it, which helps with the scarring and moisturization. I used Belief Aqua Balm Sleeping Mask at night. Sunscreen, obviously, during the day. And I used a sunscreen spray during the day to kind of freshen up my makeup and stuff. A lot of people have trouble with wearing makeup during Accutane because of the dry skin. Let's see, at night I used a moisturizer with hydrocolloid oatmeal in it and the sleeping mask and the oil, and that was about it for me. Mm. Simple, simple. Yeah, and it often is very simple when you're on this type of medication. How long did it take before you started seeing a change in your skin uh, as far as breakout activity? A lot of people purge, but I did not have one, so my acne started clearing up within the first month. And were you quite excited when that started happening? Oh, I was very excited because it's life-changing to see yourself have clear skin and confidence for the first time. Yeah, especially as an adult. And you mentioned to me that you just finished your nursing as well. So you're front on with the general public. And although there's many people that experience skin conditions in Australia alone, there's 200,000 people that experience chronic skin conditions. Sometimes this is maybe covered by clothing, but certainly on your face, you feel like that's representative of the world. And and if you do look a little bit different, you can feel that people look or stare or, or even if it's just your own own self-confidence. So wonderful that it has worked for you. And are you still on the Accutane now? No, I got off the day that everything started happening with my thyroid, which was August 7th of last year. So you've noticed thyroid issues and also joint pain as well, directly correlated with the Accutane usage? Yes. And what about your skin as far as dryness, flakiness? Has that resolved? It has. Accutane makes you so, so dry. But afterwards, I kept up my very, very specific skincare regime and I'm just fine now. Yeah. Okay. So it's been almost a year. Yeah. It, oh my gosh. It has been almost a year. You're yeah. Right. Celebrate that. <laughs> 
So in regards to, I guess, clinical treatments, you mentioned that you'd used just about every product under the sun. Had you ever yes. tried like clinical treatments for acne breakouts when they were present before like, your Accutane? I didn't because I couldn't afford to go because insurance here doesn't always cover like an esthetician or like specific treatments or lasers or things. So yeah. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because acne even here is considered something that is more cosmetic in nature. When we discussed earlier about the impacts on psychosocial impacts, psychological impacts, you would think that they would um, have a little bit more leeway in treatments for insurance or, or Medicare. So in regards to your skin now, so you do have some scarring still residing are you thinking of perhaps doing any treatments for that or are you just super super happy that you're not getting active breakouts now some people actually have to do a second round of accutane but so far i'm lucky but i do have something called box car and rolling scars is the technical terms but i haven't bothered to even look into an esthetician or anything i'm just happy with my skin yeah, that's awesome. So tell us what your skincare regime looks like now. It's a little more complex. I use something called Skin Medica, but first I use my rosehip seed oil still. I use my Skin Medica. It has hyaluronic acid in it. And then I use sunscreen during the day by Dermalogica. It's a little pricey, but it is so fantastic for your skin and it has great ingredients. And then I also still use the sleeping mask. Yeah. And other things that you do now, you mentioned that you're lactose intolerant, so you avoid milk, dairy and things. I'm not sure if you noticed that your acne was exacerbated by stress and things like that. But if so, is there anything that you do now that's kind of self-care, daily rituals uh, to keep that stress underway? So I do. I really enjoy using my Cricut for projects and I enjoy adult coloring books. And I'm not in nursing school anymore. So the stress has really toned down a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. You said crickets. What's that? Like a vinyl cutting machine. Ah, okay. You can make all kinds of things with it. It's fantastic. Okay. So it sounds like creative. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And what would you like to achieve out of sharing your story? I just want to give other people hope that there is a solution and that you can still feel beautiful in your skin. Yeah, beautiful. Emily, have you got perhaps three pieces of advice for someone that is experiencing acne? Yes. Number one, wear sunscreen. Always, always, always. Even if you think you don't need it, even if you say, well, I'll just be outside for 10 minutes. You need sunscreen. And number two, moisturize even if you think you don't need it. And number three, drink water. Great advice for life and for acne. Well, Emily, thank you so much for spending the time with us today. Tell our audience, so the majority are in Australia, but I think we have about 15% of US listeners. So whereabouts are you? 
I am in Georgia in the U.S. Georgia in the U.S. Well, thank you for joining us. Completely different time zones, but I'm so glad that we were able to make this work. I initially saw Emily's story on a Facebook group where she was sharing some before and after photos of her skin on Accutane and sharing her story. And, and I reached out to her and asked if she'd like to share her story with the Derm Health Co community. And I'm just so thrilled that you said yes. So thank you for sharing your story with us today. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it. Pleasure. What a beautiful interview. I just love connecting with people from all over the planet on this podcast. The three deeper than skin insights that stood out to me were number one, there are many misconceptions relating to acne, and we have spoken about them before in the podcast. Emily charted through them herself, and some headliners are don't overexfoliate, you still need to moisturize, and wear your sunscreen. Number two, Emily spoke about some of the side effects that she's experienced from taking acne medication. And while Emily stated it wouldn't change her decision and that she is much happier now with clear skin, it is really important to research and ask your specialist about the side effects of any treatment or medication that you do and weigh out the pros and cons to you. And number three, the sheer power of sharing a story like Wowzers. I reached out to Emily after seeing her post on a story on a Facebook group. And she really wanted to share with others that there is light at the end of a tunnel and ways to manage and thrive with your skin condition. So a week later, Emily in Georgia, the USA and myself in Melbourne have connected and her story is now amplified. Who knows what opportunity will arise for Emily after this episode. Um, I just love how social media and platforms like this really kind of make it the world feel very small and it's all very connected, which is quite amazing, especially at times when we were in isolation and we, in some physical ways, are quite disconnected. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Heal Thy Skin podcast. If you enjoyed listening to this episode, we'd love for you to share it with someone that you may think would benefit. And the best way to do this is grab their phone, of course, social distancing, open their podcast app, and hit subscribe on the Heal Thy Skin podcast. Until next week, be skin powered. Ah, ah, before you go, I just wanted to give you a little bit of a reminder about our monthly swag bag giveaway. Yep, that's right. We are starting a swag bag giveaway and each month, the very last episode of each month, we are going to be giving one lucky listener a monster swag bag of goodies that will include products from our sponsors and some DHC merch. So to enter, just email info at dermhealth.co, share a letter outlining what you loved or learnt from the Derm Health Co platform and share a little about your skin empowerment journey. It could even mean what skin empowerment means to you. We will choose one lucky winner each month and share your story on the podcast. So get typing info at dermhealth.co. I can't wait to read all your letters.